Welcome to King Solomon and the Stoics, a project of denvercolel.org. In this episode, as we begin chapter 10 of Ecclesiastes Kohelet, we're going to discover some incredible insights from King Solomon on the face of evil. What is evil and how are we to deal with it? By way of introduction, let's take a glance at a very cryptic passage in Tractate Bracho 61a, where Rav and Shmuel disagree about the face of evil. What does evil look like? What form does it take? Rav maintains that evil takes the form of a housefly, whereas Shmuel maintains evil's form is that of a kernel of wheat. Extremely cryptic disagreement. What's the deeper meaning? Rav tells us evil is about decay. Evil is about death. Evil is the housefly that feasts on decaying organic matter and carries the negative, carries the bacteria from one place and brings it to another. It spreads negativity wherever it goes. There may be 99 aspects of positivity. The fly will zero in on that one piece of decaying organic matter. The evil person does the same. And that evil person can be someone who's trying to break down a society Someone who's trying to destroy, who takes pleasure in undoing what other people built, but it can take on a more subtle form, something we are more familiar with. Evil can take on the face of negativity, of pessimism, of thinking and seeing things only in their negative light, of taking the 1% negative and spreading it to the 99% positive. That's evil. Evil is separating from the source of life, of not recognizing that everything in the world is sourced in a place of ultimate goodness. Evil is about seeing death wherever you look. And again, it can be very subtle. It can be very subtle. A person can see that there's one aspect of life that's not working out at this very moment. And it's only a moment, but yet we get frustrated, we get angry. We try to assert our control over something trivial. Why? Why do we need to hyper-focus on this one detail that's not working out? And if it doesn't even matter, why do we need to do that? The answer is because we're like the housefly. We zero in on that which is not working. We zero in on the death. And we focus on that. We latch on that. That's a problem. That's one face of evil. That, says Rav, is the primary face of evil. Shmuel disagrees. Shmuel tells us no. Evil is the kernel of wheat. What is the kernel of wheat? Well, let's take a child. Let's take an infant that's breastfeeding. All it knows is the sustenance it receives from its mother. And then one day the child grows up and all of a sudden the child can eat a cookie, a bagel. It can eat a wheat product. It can eat something perhaps as the child matures that it itself, the child made, the child took wheat, ground it into flour, mixed it with water, put it in the oven, went outside, got wood, got some kindle, got some fire, lit a fire, and baked bread. And now the child sits down to eat the bread. And the child asks himself or herself, who made this bread? And the answer is me. The child no longer looks to a source of sustenance, but thinks that it is self-sufficient. That, says Shmuel, is the face of evil. Evil is not about decay and death and negativity in Shmuel's eyes. In Shmuel's eyes, the face of evil is extremely positive, so to speak. It's proactive. It's successful. It has built something beautiful. It has created 
a beautiful loaf of bread, but it's cut off from the source. At that point, the child no longer realizes, one second, where did the kernel come from in the first place? It grew from the ground. How did the ground get here? What brought the rains to this ground, to this earth? What brought forth the sunshine to nourish and bring forth this growth? There's something behind all of this. I'm receiving this nourishment from somewhere. It didn't all start with me. That's the positive look. But the face of evil says, no, this kernel of wheat, this opportunity for me to create my own sustenance, it's me. It's all me. I am not part of some bigger picture. I am self-sufficient. And as such, I take whatever I can for myself. I'm not part of a community. I'm not part of humanity. We don't have a common source, God himself, who feeds us all day in, day out. No, I am self-sufficient. I exist for myself. That, says Shmuel, is the face of evil. Let's take a look here at chapter 10 of Ecclesiastes. King Solomon tells us that the house flies of death will ruin sweet-smelling oils. You can have perfumed oils that are so positive, that give off such a good scent and can bring moisture to dry skin and nourish the skin and give off this beautiful scent for the surroundings. This wonderful product, this sweet-smelling, this perfumed oil can be ruined by the fly. By the house fly that brings negativity, it brings the decaying organic matter wherever it goes. That is Rob's opinion. That's the face of evil, the face of the house fly, the face of focusing, of zeroing in, of being nourished by death, by drawing energy from anger, by drawing energy from being against something, as opposed to drawing energy from being for Something That says Rav, and that says Solomon in the opening words of verse 1 of Ecclesiastes chapter 10. That is the face of evil. Greater than wisdom and honor is a little bit of foolishness. And I think there's two ways we can look at the end of this verse. One is that King Solomon's telling us greater than acquiring wisdom and honor is making sure that your foolishness is limited, making sure that your negativity, making sure that what you see is death and decaying and negative and destruction, making sure that is the minimal. That is what fits into the picture as a side thing, but that's not the main thing you see. Make sure that you minimize the foolishness, you minimize the destruction, you minimize that which you look down on and say, it's worthless. Make sure the things you describe as worthless, the things you describe as death, make sure that's the minority. And that work of minimizing the negative, the work of minimizing the negative, says Solomon, is more important than the work of acquiring wisdom and honor. Another way to read it is that greater and what overpowers wisdom and honor is just a little bit of foolishness, a little bit of negativity, a little bit of foolishness can go and destroy so much good. One negative comment can destroy a relationship, can destroy a family. One negative can destroy so much positive. And so it's so important, Solomon enjoins us, to downplay the negative, not to be unrealistic, but also not 
to catastrophically look at the world in negative terms because one thing didn't work out. Stay away from that which is decaying. Stay away from death. Focus instead on life. That is Solomon's advice for us in verse 1. In verse 2, Solomon takes us into the world of Shmuel, into the world of the productive evil person, of the successful evil person. He's not negative. He's full of good cheer and full of creative ideas, creating the best good. But he's lost contact with the source of life. He's lost contact with the idea that he belongs to something greater than self. And so Solomon tells us in verse 2, the heart of the wise man is to his right. We know Kabbalistically the right side relates to love. It relates to connection. It relates to giving. And so Solomon tells us that the heart of the wise man, his heart, his pulsating life force is directed in one place on giving, on connection, on love. Because he understands he's part of some something bigger than self. He has a source way beyond self. He and all of the reality around him are sourced in God himself. And he receives, he knows, despite the fact that he's taken the kernel of wheat and made something so incredible out of it, he knows, and deeply so, that he's sourced, he's receiving, he's a recipient of so much good. He may have created, but he ultimately was created. And everything he has, everything he's been able to do, his creative genius itself, is all a gift from above. And it's not there for his own use. It's not there so he can exist for himself. But it's there that he can give on, that he can connect with others, that he can connect with reality in a broad sense by continuing to give the gift he received, passing it on. That's the beauty of the wise man, says Solomon verse 2, whose heart is to the right. However, the heart of the fool is to his left. The left Kabbalistically represents restriction. It represents holding back, withholding, keeping all the gifts you received and holding on to them, shrinking into oneself. That's what the left represents Kabbalistically. The heart of the fool is pulsating with energy. He's ambitious. He's successful. But there's only one purpose, and that is to feed self, to build self. Self-sufficiency is the name of the game. Independence Autonomy, that's what it's all about. That's the heart of the fool. Solomon goes on to say, the fool may think they're successful. They may think they're building an empire. But even in the path that the fool travels, even as he travels, even as, as he grows, even as, there's treme- even as there is tremendous forward movement in his life, he says to everything that it's foolishness. Meaning deep down there's a hollow emptiness to the life of the person who will only shrink into self and will refuse to give on the gifts that they are themselves receiving, thinking, no, it's all me, it's all my efforts, all my genius, and it's there to build me. That carries with it a hollow emptiness. And at the depth of it, the person knows The fool knows, the wicked person knows, as ambitious and successful as they are, they know deep down that it's hollow and that it is empty. Solomon goes on to tell us in verse 4, After we've seen the two faces of evil, we've seen how evil can focus on decay, death, and suffering, and say that's what it's all about. How evil can draw energy only from being against, only from anger, only from destruction. We've seen that face of evil. 
We've also seen the face of evil that is ambitious and successful, but doesn't attribute its blessings to anything greater than itself. We've seen both of those faces of evil, tells us, Solomon tells us here in verse 4 as we go along, if you are in control and you've lived life with the proper perspective. But then, one fine day, the face of evil, the evil inclination, the negativity, or the ambition, the selfish ambition, overwhelms you and it it seeks to get the better of you. Says Solomon, if the spirit of the ruler, meaning the evil, the evil in the world, if that evil ruler should come upon you, don't forsake your place. For loose hands leave lots of room for much sin, for much destruction, for much ruin. Solomon is telling us, a person may live most of their life with the proper perspective. They may focus on the positive. They may be loving and look to give. But then one moment, one moment comes along and they are challenged by something that is so overwhelming that they can only see the negative. Or a bunch of things come together, a bunch of small things come together that put them in a vulnerable state of mind. And now they can only focus on one annoyance, one grievance. Or their ambitions, their selfish ambitions get the better of them. Says Solomon, for God's sake, don't leave your place. Recognize that who you are yesterday, who you were yesterday is who you are today. Today may be more overwhelming than yesterday. And you may give in to evil for the moment. You may have a negative perspective. You may even do something negative in the moment. But don't forget who you are. Don't give everything up. You don't have to be angry and upset for the rest of the day just because you're upset now or just because you were upset five minutes ago. You don't have to give all of your giving, all of your loving nature. You don't have to throw it all away just because in one moment you exhibited a selfish tendency. If you've been overwhelmed or you are becoming overwhelmed by evil, don't leave your place as Solomon. Recognize that you are who you are. You are a great human being. You are a person capable of, be- of love. Hold on to that. You'll yet realize your ambitions not in a selfish way and you'll yet get back to the path of positivity to the path of goodness. Hold on to your place. Hold on to your identity. Don't let your entire self-esteem, your sense of self, get thrown out for one moment of foolishness. Solomon tells us in verse 5, there's an additional element to the fight we have against evil because a person can win the the battle, the battle within, and lose the battle without. And let's explain. A person can win. Their perspective can remain purely positive. They can go ahead and truly recognize that they're part of something bigger than self and yearn to connect, to give. They can connect with love in such a positive way. And yet, they can still trip up. Solomon tells us in verse 5, there's an additional evil that I've seen under the sun. It's like something that happens by mistake that comes forth. It's like a mistake that happens on behalf of the ruler. You can have a person who's a ruler. They're in control. They have a handle on evil. Yes, there's negative in their lives. Yes, they have selfish ambitions. 
but they put the cap on those and they're in control and yet they can still fall. And that is for the following reason. Because as he says in verse 6, they place the fool on a pedestal and the wealthy sit low in, a, in, a, in lowliness. And what this describes is what Solomon tells us in Proverbs in, in, in chapter 27, verse 21, that a man can be defined by who he praises. And so we can have a positive person. We can have a good person. But they're heroes. The things that entertain them. The people that they look up to on a daily basis. Not as role models of morality, but they just praise them. They think they're so amazing. The stars that they think are so successful who are foolish, who are unsuccessful in their own lives. They aren't successful human beings. And yet, they're held up on a pedestal. That can trip up the honest good person. Because as Solomon tells us in Proverbs in chapter 27 and 21, when you praise something, when you look up to something, ultimately it comes to identify who you are. And therefore, says Solomon, in this world where evildoers, where people who are not good role models, who are not positive human beings in the way they're living their lives, when they are on top, and we put people who are wealthy or truly wealthy of good character, who have wisdom, when we put them down, when we do that, what happens is verse 7. And that is that slaves get to ride on horses. While the officials of the land, the lofty, elevated people, respectable people, walk like slaves on the ground. And we're not talking about literal slavery here. We're talking about the concept that when we give credence, when we hold wicked people up on a pedestal, what happens is we're enabling, we're empowering wickedness, and we are weakening with our own hands the forces of good. And Solomon says it doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. It's not only that the world around you, if you elevate, if you praise, and you give credence and loftiness to things that don't deserve it, it's not only that the world around you will start to shift and negative and evil will start to get more power and good will start to weaken, it goes further than, than that. So Solomon in verse 8, one who digs the hole is the one who ends up falling into the pit. And the one who breaks the hole in the fence, he is then bitten by the snake who manages to sneak into that breach in the fence. So the person who digs the hole is the person who trips in the hole. And the person who breaches the fence is the person who is bitten by the snake. The person who moves the stones, says Solomon, onto the path, he trips on them. And the person who chops the wood, he is put in danger. He's endangered by the flying wood chips. And so Solomon tells us, you again, you may be a good person. And then you may go ahead and inadvertently, because you think that so-and-so is so talented at one area, you hold them up on a pedestal and you give credence to their lifestyle. And you think, who cares? What's the big deal? Says Solomon, first of all, you're ruining society. Second of all, you're ruining yourself. Ultimately, the person who digs the pit falls in the pit. Ultimately, the life you build, the importance you give to different things, to different types of people in the world, ultimately, that comes to define you. Ultimately, that's what you become. So this person who started off good will not only ruin society by giving more credence to evil than it deserves, but ultimately will ruin himself. So to recap, there are two faces to evil. 
One is negativity. One is su- is is focusing on suffering, on death, on decay, on laziness, on inertia, on just entropy, on destruction. That's one face of evil. Anti, as opposed to for. The other face of evil is ambitious and successful, but only focused on self. It's completely selfish. And Solomon warns us to stay away from both of those. Focus on the good. Focus on life. Don't focus on death. And recognize that you're part of something bigger. And connect with love to reality itself, to the source of reality, to God and to all of his creations. Through the act of giving, through the act of loving kindness. And finally, Solomon tells us, be careful who you respect. Respect good. Respect good people. Praise good people. And ultimately, the world will be a better place. Ultimately, your life and you yourself will become a better person.